The Frozen North, episode 39, We Are All Gamers, part 2. Hello and welcome to episode number 39 and part 2 of our We're All Gamers episode extravaganza thing spiel. I still can't do it. Part 2. Same, same way. I can't. Is it, I, think I should have like written this out like Mark does and made a paragraph. This episode has extravaganza. What? Yeah. Good cut. <laughs> High five <laughs> for that. Vaganza. Yeah. It has extravaganza. You said extravaganza. Yeah. I yeah. think that was a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. R- Brian knows. Yeah, I do. Mark, we have the same brainwaves. Uh, as uh, as you heard last week, we are once again joined by uh, our uh, friends over at the Terra and Lightning's RPG Roundup podcast. Uh, ladies, say hello. Hi, it's Rachel, a.k.a. Lightning. And this is Katie, a.k.a. Terra. All right. Hello. And... My name is JJ. How y'all? My name's... <laughs> uh, I just got back last week from the ear doctor, Mark. And I'm Brian. He can't... He, <laughs> I want to hear you do it one time without laughing yeah, you, afterwards, yeah, too. You, this Every is time. Li- I can't do that. This is literally... Your, I'm going to do it in my monotone. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> That's how you do it every time. It is true. Howdy, y'all. Yeah. See? <laughs> See? Just go. like that. And you did it very quietly where my ears don't hate you. Honestly, if you did that, though, I would probably be disappointed. Yeah, that's what yeah. So... You have a shtick now. Yeah, you do. That's <laughs> it. You're the howdy Sorry, all guy. You have a choice. Uh, okay, we're, uh, well, you know what? I'll start with the contest reminder. 112 Twitter. Wow. We are trying to get 100 Twitter followers, and if we do, we will be doing a contest. Uh, so go ahead and follow us on Twitter. If you don't or have a don't. Twitter account, make one and it's follow a, us. It's a fantastic prize. It's just hush, hush. At FN Podcast. It's a terrible prize. It's no, it's awesome. I think it's pretty Yeah, cool. this yeah. sounds like a torture contest. Uh, well, it depends. Oh, wow. It totally depends wow. on a few it, things. Yeah, it does. It does. So, for Mark, I imagine it will it be. Will be Mark, it, Mark will hate this more than anybody. Brian might hate it, too, depending Brian on... Brian might hate it, too. I will. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. Heck, I might hate it. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Oh. We want you to play through all the Call of Duty. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that. We have uh, one email I wanted to read real quick from our buddy Dave. I uh, sent us a message on Facebook here. He says, Howdy, JJ. Great show as always. Blah, 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 etc. Th- thanks, Dave. <laughs> thanks, Dave. <laughs> uh, literally what it says. It says, This is just a quickie to let you all know that you have to drop whatever you're doing immediately and play Child of Light. It doesn't matter what you play it on. I played it on Vita, but it's available on just about everything, including the kitchen sink, but you guys have to play it. I played through it over the weekend, and oh my god, what a game. Beautiful, painterly visuals that rub against a gorgeous, at times haunting soundtrack to ignite a spark of something almost always lacking in games of today. Soul. Not since Journey have I been so spellbound by a game. It's by no means perfect. The writing could use some sharpening up, and the battle system is unnecessarily gimmicky, but it feels trite to complain about such things when the game had such an effect on me. It's easier than ever to feel jaded as a gamer with the flood of smartphone and lowest common denominator games that we see nowadays, but Child of Light reminds me why I love games so much. 
him and I went back and forth a little bit, and he, I mean, he basically talked me into it. I'm as soon as I get done with Tales of Vesperia, uh, which should be pretty soon because I'm pretty far. I'm gonna be hopping on Child of Light, and knocking that out. And then I told him I hadn't played Journey yet, and he was like, "What is yeah, wrong yeah, with you? You need to play Journey." I, I, I know. I have not played Journey yet either, so he might hate Journey. To be honest, yeah, I, I <laughs> maybe Brian and I should do two-player Journey. Then. Uh, no, actually, we should do uh, um, Child of Light. My backlog, as you all may, no, or may saying not, when we play. Oh Journey. yeah, but I, I how does anybody know how long Child of Light is? Because I don't want to play another lengthy RPG. But I feel like it's pretty short. That's what I've heard. Some about me, my backlog is um, almost 200 games right now, so I'm at like 190 something. So it's it's in there. I ha- own it for the Vita. Um, that well, was something I asked him. I yeah. asked him how long it took, and he said it took him about tw- 10 to 12 hours. That is a perfect beat, length so. of game that wow. I'm willing to play. So yeah, I'm definitely. It's, I'll I'll, I'll br- br- break that out of my backlog. I got to get my backlog shrunk down to a manageable level. Sounds good, uh, ladies. What what about you? Have you played it? No, I haven't downloaded on my PS4, but. I'm interested in it, but I've got other fish to fry right now. I've looked at the image of it on the PS4 and gone, that looks really pretty. <laughs> it, it's it's amazing looking, that's for sure. I, I got it on my Wii U, of all things, actually. So I'm uh, I'm excited to dive in. But yeah, he uh, he got me convinced, and uh, I'm definitely going to check it out as soon as I get done with Vesperia. Maybe, maybe that's what I'll play when I'm done with The Darkness. True enough. Well, why don't we go ahead and get into what we're here for today. This is our, like I said, part two of our two-part gamer special. So what better way to wrap up a two-part episode than by doing a giant top five? Yes? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Somebody's Our top excited. five top fives. Yeah, right. this is that the is top. What? Yeah. No. No. There's, there's five top fives. Oh, yes. Are we doing yeah. five to the power of five? Because that's a ton of. So we all have the show notes in front of us. I think we're just going to go down the list one by one and uh, knock these all out. Uh, we are going to be talking about, since we had a theme of uh, you know gamers and, and girls last episode, we're going to stick with that. We're doing our top five female video game characters. Very cool. And all five of us have our top five lists, and we're just going to rock it out and uh, talk about some... We're all going to read them at the same time. Yeah, and <laughs> try to decipher. <laughs> Everyone talk at the same time. There's going to be somebody out there who's like, I have split up the audio into uh, five separate tracks. And now and it is I smashed. Figured out, uh, <laughs> I, I figured out the, the, the key, and I agree with Brian the most. Oh, what? <laughs> All right. So I will go ahead and start us off. And like I said, we'll just go down the list. It'll go me, Mark, Brian, Rachel, and then Katie, and then back to the top again. So top five female video game characters. My number five is Cecilia Adelheide from Wild Arms. The first one? First one. Cool. Yep. Good uh, choice. Yeah, I like her. I, I, I love her story, where she comes from, and how she changes throughout the game. Like, she starts off as just this princess, essentially, who uh, is, like, it's been forever since I've played the game, but, like, she's just trying to do what she can to defend her te- people, and she realizes that she has something that can save them, and she literally gives up everything, who she is, and everything like that, just so she can protect her people and keep you know her kingdom safe and she goes on the quest with judy uh judy rudy and jack rudy Rudy and jack (laughs) and uh you know and the three of them you know go through the rest of the game and stuff like that but i love when games have that transition of of changing a person showing them one way in the beginning and having them grow and change over the course of the game and she definitely does that in that game and it's it's just a really really uh it's really cool to see that, and uh, I, she's just a likable character, you know, flat out. She cares about everything and everyone, and wants to do her best to to save everybody. Absolute. So that's my number five, Celia. 
Solid pick. <laughs> well, yeah. When have you played Wild Arms? I've played it. All the way through? No. <laughs> I've played up till Demon Labs. Oh, wow. That's actually pretty... Wow, I'm impressed. Man, yeah, look at you yeah, playing dude. a game for once. Whoa. What? <laughs> I've got five <laughs> games that I've played on this list here. Okay. okay. It's on PSN for super cheap. It is. I, ha- I just totally bought... I have three for the PS2, and I just bought one and two on the PSN. Didn't you say that you weren't going to buy... During the Flash sale. <laughs> any more games? Oh, I did that. That was back when it was on, it was on Flash sale. Yeah, that was Steam. So yeah, oh, Steam oh, only, yeah, Mark. Yeah, jeez. <sighs> My number five is... Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. and uh, Way too low on your list. Way too low. JJ hasn't played this game at all yet. So In his is... defense, it's that that's like his number five out of every female video game character still out there. Yeah, still, come on. Still still come low. on. <laughs> when it gets to mine, I'll explain why all it's right, too low. Elizabeth yeah. is like a triumph of game design. It's this. It's probably one of the first games that's done companion, like escort mission type stuff correctly. She never gets in the way. She's always helpful. She's never a liability. There's never a headache. So, great character. The plot of this character is also fantastic. What she means to the universe, how she factors in with what's actually going on is awesome. There's a downside with it as well. I think she's kind of like a... She's got Disney princess syndrome, if you know what I mean. Where like she's locked up in a tower... Mm. And a man has to come totally save her. Totally disagree with you, and I'll explain when you get to. Why do you disagree with Ooh. me? Um, she'll be. She'll, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to it when it's my when it's my turn. But uh, I, and I'll explain why I disagree with you. So just keep going. Uh, I see what you're I saying. I feel like there's a little bit of shallowness to the character. I mean, she's locked up in a tower her entire life, and as soon as she gets out, she immediately has social graces. She knows how to she deal has with people. Social graces because she can make terrors. Have you? Did you not notice when you're watching her? She's looking at Paris and all. She can see outside the world. I guess that's true. Yeah. I'll explain everything. Well, you just shot down my entire... I know. Way to go. I'm sorry, Mark. I guess she's, you know, perfect because she can see other places and, like, watch TV with her her mind powers. (laughs) (laughs) But seeing and doing are two completely different things. That's true. No, I see what you're saying, Mark. From a game design perspective, this is an incredible achievement. She's also a really cool character. Just a little bit, like, too perfect in a way. Sure. All right. Brian. Okay. Uh, my number five is Laura Croft, and uh, I want to preface this. It's the new Laura Croft, not the old one. And I'll explain why. Um, why she's so good is... The you realize s- it's the same lady. No, Incorrect. it is not. It is a reboot of the series? It is a reboot. It but is... Yeah. Laura Croft. No, no, no. Okay, and the first one, first of all, I'm one of those guys, you may think it's lame, but I, I like... I'm very physics-minded, so when a, when a, a female Tomb Raider is wearing short-ass shorts, and you're going to have to bleep that, and, like, no shirt, basically, and a little holster. I mean, when you're climbing around, do you realize your knees and your legs would be like bloody pulps? You're, like, on rocks? Hold on. I have to interrupt you. Okay. I have to interrupt him, because are you saying that Daniel Craig is the same character as Sean Connery? Is that what you're saying? We're talking to JJ, right? Yeah. Yeah. That he's the same character? Yeah. He's James Bond. Terrible. That's what he's got. At. Yeah, terrible. Well, I mean, is he played differently? Absolutely, but he's different characters. Well, so, but let me explain where I'm. The old Tomb Raider was like, "Hey, look at me! I have triangle boobies and short shorts and a nice butt, and I also I also uh, raid tombs." Okay, it was kind of like this completely one dimensional, you know, just for the hey guys, come play this really hot chick, and also there's kind of a story here. This one, yes, she is attractive, but it's like like I said, you can be attractive, that's fine, but don't like make that the whole 
crux of your character, right? She wears mm-hmm. practical. She wears practical clothing for what she's doing. She's out, you know out on safari. Um, at first, she's innocent. Uh, she doesn't really have you know the skills yet. And this is what the story was to like. Here, here's how Laura Croft became Laura Croft. She has to kill that guy. Um, it's a very abridged version. You know, you don't just become a, a, a proficient killer after killing one person. But she goes through this like whole you know psychological thing with. Like, oh, my God, I just murdered a dude for, you know, to save my own life. Um, They portray her as a woman, but not an not an incompetent one. She's just she's a human. She's She's not helpless. She's fighting for her life. Right. Like anyone would do. okay. and the whole game, she kind of grows into this, you know, this badass. Sorry again for the bleep. But uh, this uh, character and the the way they did, they did it was just brilliant. I I love the game and and I will be playing the sequel. Very cool. There you go. Rachel, number five. My number five is Terra from Final Fantasy VI, which is my all-time favorite game ever. Nice. Solid pick. (laughs) It's a really good game. Amazing game. I don't know how much to spoil. Well, you guys did some spoilers on your last episode. Yeah, we've already played it. It's fine. It's been out since 94. Yeah. You know, I like... um, She was one of the first female characters that I played in an RPG, you know, who was strong. And I would argue that she is the main character, at least up until the world of ruin. And then it's kind of like everybody, it's the ensemble thing again. Right. But I felt like it all revolved around Tara in the first half. And then in the ending, you know, when she becomes human, essentially. Yeah. She's the main character. Right, JJ? No, no. If you watch the (laughs) ending, the very end of the game where it does little, the little, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the end. That, where it shows, like, each character's little scene. She is not in the front, not in the at the end, not anywhere where the main character would be. She's right smack dab in the middle. Like, actually, she's like three quarters of the way through, not even in the middle, because that would make sense even a little bit. Oh, I'm feeling hungry. <laughs> Apology accepted, <laughs> everyone. Apology oh, accepted. Yeah. One nothing, I win. No. Continue continue on with Tara, and will you please explain why she was impregnating teens? Well, she wasn't that impregnating them. <laughs> that was it. Wasn't <laughs> she wasn't impregnating them? Well, I mean, she was encouraging it. She was definitely there. I wouldn't say she there. was encouraging it. Okay, I just I, that was weird. It was a, a really cool yet weird surreal scene. I was like, wait, what? Huh? The teen pregnancy scene, yeah. like in the world of Run. Well, I mean, you get what she's doing. She's like, you know, we got to repopulate. Everybody be, be lovers. And I was like, wait, what? I don't even remember that. <laughs> it's when you go back uh, after you meet her and she's like having her existential crisis. And then she's like, go away. I'm, I'm too, I'm too worthless. And then you go back and she's like the two, the two oldest of the kids are like, well, she's pregnant. And then she's like, Tara's like, yay, this is my goal. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Brian has a really bad job explaining stuff. Yep. Abridged. But he's, he's essentially right. She, she is, uh, She's just got all those orphans and stuff, and the two oldest do end up hooking up, and uh, one of them gets pregnant. And I remember that part. I don't remember her encouraging anything, just that it sort of happened. She's not necessarily encouraging it. I she think is it's just, implied. She is more... That's that's more the reason why she kind of joins back up again, is she's like, this is what we need to protect, this kind of stuff. We right. need to protect life as it moves forward. Anyway, I digress. Continue. I she's apologize. She's not like, hey, kids, go bang and make more kids. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not... Well, and I'm kind of there's any decent birth control after the end of the world uh, to touche <laughs> um anyway i love how she comes into her own like she comes to accept her own powers eventually and 
I totally do this from a gameplay aspect, too. She's got, like, the second highest magic power in the game. She's always in my party. It's, like, the second highest except for maybe Realm. So I'm always using her in a party. Like, I've played this game multiple times, close to double digits. Wow. You... you I have to. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. She's she's definitely a good character. I just... I don't know. I I feel like JRPGs always do a bad job of portraying women, for the exception of Terra and a few others. It's always like... And JJ and I argued about this, um, where it's kind of... They're kind of background characters, and in in, the, in this particular game, it was like, wow, okay. See, I feel like you're blaming all of JRPGs. No, for no, Final no. Fantasy. I'm general. I'm generalizing. Well, I feel like in general, games have actually been getting more into okay. We need more female characters. We need better female characters. Mm-hmm. Like with some of the more modern JRPGs, it's been a pretty even like three male characters, three female characters, we've got a 50-50 split here. And, yeah. and then that one animal weird character, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. And the one annoying sidekick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and somebody has to be wearing goggles on their forehead. Although Kimari Amroth yeah. was the first like animal character that was actually a, a, a badass, you know what I mean? Like It wasn't like, hi, I'm, I'm a cat riding on a giant What stuff. are you talking about? Okay, first of all, Kimari from Final Fantasy X. Yeah, what did you say Ronso. his last name was? Amroth or something like that? I think his last name's Ronso, oh, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Ronso? Is it um, Ronso? Sergeant is it Ronso? Joe's cooler. Yeah, Ronso, you're right. Anyway, I yeah. know he is a Ronso. Kimari will not approve of your mangling of his name. I played Final Fantasy X years ago. Is it Ronso? <laughs> yeah, it's Ronso. Oh, man. So. Anyway, but Kimari was like the first one that was like a non human that wasn't annoying, like Kate Sith. Oh, yeah. God. I think this should be, like, your next top five. Top five animal characters. Yeah, animals. Yes. yes. Oh, I want boy. that. Or top five worst animal characters. Yeah, I was going to say, worst. Top, top five. We'd, top five we'd have to actually look for ones we liked. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Tipo, number one. No, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> Tipo uh, would be number one worst. Although I did like the um, the dog character in Tales of Vesperia, where he's not talking, he's not cutie, he's just like he's going to tear your enemy's throat out. Heck yeah, repeat. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so there anyway, we go. Anyway, Terra sports an awesome pair of tights. Just totally random. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Got the costume design, too. <laughs> and she has green hair. Yep. All right, Katie. Okay, so my number five is Prie from La Pucelle Tactics, which was, I think, like, the first RPG I played, like, the first one we played together. Yeah, and it's a precursor to the Disgaea games. It was made by Nice. Yep. So... Well, anyway, just I like that it's she's the main character. Very clearly, it's her story, um, and I just liked her person. Yeah, you know, she's got a goal. She's going to be the maiden of light. She's not just hanging around. She's out there, like actually looking for adventure. Wants to help people. Wants to protect people. She wants to save the world. Very cool. And she has an attitude. Yeah, and she has an attitude and will punch people. <laughs> I don't think I don't think any one of the three of us here have played mm-hmm. La Pucelle. My extent comes from just hearing you guys talk about it on your show. You really should play it. It's a good game. I know, I know. I'm sure I'll pick it up eventually. Just uh, one of the, like, you know, hundreds in my backlog. All right, so let's move on to number fours, shall we? Let's we shall. See. My number four is... Chris from Suikoden 3. Hey, you stole that from me. I actually did. When I saw your list, I was like, I am putting her on there. Chris is, in my opinion, and I'm sure Mark can back me up on this, she is realistic and like the the 
just a wonderful example of how a well-constructed female video game character can be. Not only is she, you know, a great fighter, she has a good backstory and stuff like that. She is the leader of a squad of knights who the knights clearly they all join you as well, but they clearly look up to her as their leader and like she has proved herself through battle and done anything that any guy would do and there's no mention of, you know, because she's a woman she can't blah 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 blah. Uh, I think there might be a few little comments in the game but nothing like serious or anything mm-hmm. like that. She proves herself time and time again, and I think she's just a, a fantastic example of what a well-constructed female character can be. So, has anybody here other than Mark and I played Suikoden in 3? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, terrible. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic game. I like it better than 2, personally, but... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like too many characters, apparently. Not, there are not too many characters in Suikoden. <laughs> that is The exact right say. amount. Oh, Okay. Man, I'm staying out of this. Yeah, you don't want to get into it. They, they. I don't want to have to hang up the Skype call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we skip the chip and just go right for the hang up. <laughs> Mark gets angered. It's a solid pick. It is. I know it is. Well, thank you because yeah. you made me think of it. You're um, welcome. So that's my number four, and I don't know her last name, unfortunately. Uh, well, light fellow. Sure. It's, I know it starts with light. I know it starts with light. It. And it might be it. Either way. Uh, Chris from Sweet in 3. Mark, who's your number four? My number four is Alex Vance from Half-Life 2. This is, a, this is another nope, character sort of in the vein of Elizabeth, where they've kind of experimented with how you can have a great companion character who's not going to get in the way, who's not going to piss you off and make you want to stop playing the game. She's also the son of Eli Vance, one of the main characters. She's the son? She's the daughter of... Wow. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, man, spoilers. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, well, I just spoiled the... Uh, the that was the her map did it. Hi, I'm Alex. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, I'm just going to move on. That's, that's my number four. <laughs> she's later on in my list because she's a lot higher and I have more reverence for her, but oh, boy. anyway. All right, Brian. Okay, my <laughs> number your favorite four... Son? My number four, I would kind of call my exception to the rule. Um, it's Miranda Lawson. Um, I'll get it out of the way. She's insanely attractive. Okay. And, but, (sighs) but here's the caveat. That's part of her character crux. She's genetically altered to be, and she even explains that basically appealing on every level. That's true. I forgot about Um, that. And I mean, I'm a huge, um, um, she's attractive. I mean, uh, what, uh, what's the character uh, who's the face she's modeled after? Yvonne Strahovski. Yeah. I, I like her, but that's not why she's on my list. Um, they, when I say she's the exception to the rule, you know how I said I don't like it when they're like, this girl's attractive, and this is why, because she's attractive, like her. That's part of her character, yes, but her story is, you know, her father, kind of a maniac, make, basically made her genetically modify herself to become perfect in every way, but she's got all these hidden agendas, because she works for Cerberus, and you're like, okay, you know Cerberus is bad news bears, um, so you kind of, the whole game, like th- through the whole second game, I'm just like suspecting her the whole time. Like, oh, she's definitely got some stuff because she, she's always kind of revealing just a little bit more, but not enough. I thought that was a brilliant move, like to make this character kind of like, you're always suspecting her of doing things behind your back, but you're, you're like, is she working with the elusive man? Is she not? Um, just honestly a character all around. I mean, even if she was a dude and his name was like Manda, Manda Lawson, and he was genetically superior, it would be the same kind of thing. You know, I would still, you know, really enjoy the arc of, man, do I trust him? Do I don't? But that's why Miranda's on my list. 
I thought her personality was that of a stump. I, she had a great personality. She was trying to protect her sister. Um, also, using subterfuge. Uh, she, you didn't that's know. not her personality. It wasn't, it wasn't her sister, though, was it? It was her sister. Yeah, it was sort her sister. Sort of. No, it was her sister. It was her sister. I thought it was her clone. Well, it, it's, it's her quote-unquote sister. It's biological, so yes, sister. Your clone's not your sister. Based on what? <laughs> and who is she the son of? <laughs> the, hey! Yeah. <laughs> but that's my Miranda Lawson's on my list. She was uh, I, I, one of my favorite like story arcs in the game. R- they wrote her really well. She had a great personality, JJ. Mark! Mark! I didn't even have to do it. That's great. Mark. Anyway. Nice. My number four, Miranda Lawson, Mass Effect 2 and 3. I liked her better in 2. That's, three, she just, well, she wasn't really in three. Right, but. that two is where I, you know, grew to grew to love her. <laughs> Ooh, whoa! <laughs> there you go. Oh boy! Uh, oh man! All right, Rachel, number four. Okay, I'm I'm prepared for any crap swung my way. No, you're I, you have an ally on this side of the fence, and I've got my reasons. Number four, lightning from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh, these guys, no chipping, no, <laughs> no chipping. No, I agree completely. I loved lightning. Go ahead. Mm, those are some good chips. <laughs> those chips might be a few you, get, you get chip a chip. You get triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> Final Fantasy Thirteen has its flaws. I don't know if I'd like another game like Final Fantasy Thirteen to come out in the franchise. But still, I think Lightning is pretty badass. Oh, mm-hmm. You're going to have to bleep that out. Oh, just get, do it. It's, a, it's inevitable. <laughs> it's for one thing, what made her my favorite character, for one thing, she punches Snow, who I hate. <laughs> that was she pretty just, satisfying. She just decks him. I just love that. I love Square Enix's effort to, to start making female characters again. Like, they hadn't tried much of that since Terra. At as, least not as like yeah, a main character. Not as leads. And she's pretty badass. Um I totally forgot what I was going to say here. That's because well, there's nothing to thinking, say. Probably yes, because I think you're going to chip me, that's no, why. They won't because I am on your side. So you're gonna stop us. That won't stop us from chipping. I like about lightning yeah. is that she's not She's a type of female character that we don't get to see very much. Very like, stoic, not very, oh, somebody yeah, come save me. Let she's me, let me be an emotionally escort. distant. You know, like, I think I read that they kind of tried to make her like, okay, she's going to be sort of like a female version of Cloud. Except exactly. she's not. Yeah, she's not. And so that's like. She's not as whiny as Cloud. This is. Well, Cloud's like, woo! Yeah. Yep. She's not quite as crazy as Cloud. <laughs> Yeah, cla- she cares about her sister, and I can't speak for the other two games because I haven't played those. Again, backlog issues. But I quite enjoyed Lightning as a female lead. If it would have been a guy, I wouldn't have been as interested, for sure. Yeah, if it had been a guy, I think it would have been like, oh, just we've another seen one this before. Okay. I hundred percent agree. Lightning is right. like she's like my in my top ten for sure. So I agree. And besides, she's my namesake. I can't abandon her. Boom. And yet, I did not put my namesake on my <laughs> list. <laughs> Have you played uh, all three of the uh, 13 games? No, as I said, I've only played the first one, so I can't oh, okay. vouch for the other two. Yeah, maybe they take everything way downhill in those two. Well, well I heard that it does go downhill. The second one, you won't even you won't even really see her. I personally like the second one better than the first one, um, and not by much, but I, I liked it a little bit more just because you had a little bit more freedom. Uh, but the uh, I haven't played the third one yet. The battle system seems like it'd be kind of cool, though. 
But I, I don't know. I She just seems always kind of same reason I'm not a huge fan of Miranda. Her personality, she just seems very stiff and just not much to it. I don't know. But that what's, that's what makes them good characters because they're not like they said, like they're not like, I have a dress on. Look at me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're, they're like, that's supposed to be kind of their point. Like, like if we had yeah. a male character like that would be saying like he doesn't have very much personality or would it be, yeah, he's stoic and reserved. Right. And that's. That's a good point. Okay. Because yeah. like that's why I like Miranda. She wasn't like ever flaunting the fact that she was genetically superior. She was just like, I have a goal and I'm going to go for it. And same with Lightning. She wasn't ever like, but I love this man and I have to go. It was just, she, Lightning had a job and she I went to do it. I don't think she loved any man. That's what I'm saying. Like, she punched Snow right in the face. And I think anybody... And you know what? That's fine if there's no male love interest exactly. or oh, yeah, female absolutely. lead. That exactly. is one of the things that I did like about it was that that wasn't something that was driving her. It was, you know, yeah. her trying to protect her sister. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I will say say that anybody who's ever wanted to the the whole scene with her punching snow in the face is great for anybody who's ever wanted to punch an Abercrombie model. Absolutely. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh That's my favorite part of the game. There you go. Yeah, I, uh, that was great when she did that. Um All right, so Okay, it's so all right. I approve. It's okay. It's all right. I'll I'll survive. Mark you Mark is me. Mark is biting his tongue. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe you folded, dude. <laughs> Man. Sorry. Have you played 13? Nope. Well, then what, what are you doing? I know how much you hate that character, and I'm ashamed that you her. would back down from that. I don't hate her. That's not what I heard before She's we recorded. She's not in my top five. What are, when did I ever say? No, he said that. You, you came to me and you said, uh, I'm offended <laughs> that they would put <laughs> what lightning on their... I'm making this all up. <laughs> okay all right i'm like when did i ever say that the only thing i said was we should totally chip that one because i remember like with the lightning events in 14 jj you were saying like yeah it's pretty cool getting to fight with lightning what <laughs> oh yeah no i know oh. i did i did and i took oh. screenshots and everything mark is shaking his head <laughs> man all right so moving along katie what's your number four okay my number four is Rami seanji from star ocean four uh, I think she should have been the main character instead of Edge. I, I liked her a lot better than him. <laughs> uh, she was much more level-headed, a lot more competent. I think they did a good job with her with balance. What was that? What was what? I think that was just rustling. rustling. Yeah, there was just some... R- <laughs> Mark's dancing uh, right now with his hands. Don't even... Just keep going. We're listening. Okay. <laughs> And I feel like they struck kind of a good balance between, like, Raimi's a feminine character without being, like, stereotypical, girly, weak character. Right. That's good. I've never played four. I'm I'm looking forward to playing that one. You gotta play two. Two's the best one. Okay. And she really should have been made captain instead of Edge. I agree. She was way more competent. (laughs) I haven't finished it. I've, I've played maybe... To where you get off the first planet, and that's it. Well, just wait till you get to Edge's breakdown. And it starts with Bacchus. God, Bacchus. <laughs> oh, man. That's the last one that I have in that series to beat. I've beaten all the other ones. They're so. all good games, I think. Uh, it depends on who you ask, but I, I, I agree with you. But these guys here, they're not I loved huge on... 3 up until... Oh, man. What? Ugh. I until... loved the twist in 3. Mark only <laughs> loved it because he's a hipster. No, I loved it because of how mad you guys were. Yeah, yeah but you guys didn't. You didn't play it after playing the first two, and then have everything invalidated. That's yeah, the best part. Two. That's the I best know, part. I played the first two after the third one, and it's kind of like 
okay, you know what? These games are always heading off the rails. Right. Yeah. If you play number two with, oh, look, a holographic town where you can go visit the past planet that blew up, and then you look at the 4D <laughs> world, then it's, yeah. This, it makes this sense. Even the same people. Yeah. Sure. All yeah. I'm saying is, if at the end of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, they found out that it was all a video game that people have been playing from 4D space, <laughs> I would have stood up and cheered in the theater. <laughs> I'm trying to get these guys to play two because two. I mean, would you would you both agree two is the best one in the series? Uh, actually, no, no. I like one. Real. Well, I wish I there was some sort of my favorite. I feel like two is a little bit more actually like standard in terms of characters, storyline, aside from like the really crazy stuff. Yeah, and I also have actually my favorite could be three because it's all nostalgia. That was my first Star Ocean. Gotcha. But okay. the the 4D world threw me, though. Oh, I yeah. threw everybody. Woo! <laughs> yep. I, uh, I, I mean, I liked one a lot as well. I just didn't like the lack of a vehicle. It took forever to go anywhere. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was... That was uh, the I have the remade me. 1 and 2 on the PSP, so, yep. yeah. There you go. Yeah, definitely, definitely give them a Those shot are a lot at some of point. Fun. They're in my backlog. For Absolutes. sure. Okay, so moving on. Number three. My number three is Ellie from The Last of Us. My number three is Ellie from The Last of Us. This is actually what's funny. Two things that are funny. One, I have not one Final Fantasy character on my list. Yeah, weird. Crazy. I know, right? Two, this is, out of the five of us, this is the only crossover. It's, uh, no, our, you're one in my five. Are you talking about the same no, number? No, I mean, like, same number. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. I figured, I figured the girls would at least have... Uh, one or two that, that crossed over, but man. Nope, we're all original here. Pretty crazy. So, Mark, what do, you, what do you think about Ellie? Let me tell you what I think about Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Please do. Uh, this character is, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but this is just like the first two that I listed, where it's the perfect escort mission. However, this takes it to another level, because she's not just like this passive character who's kind of always agreeing with you, who's always behind you. She gives Joel a lot of crap. She challenges his morals and his motivations throughout the entire game. And I thought that was incredible. And she's also a survivor. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And as, I mean, as far as the gameplay, she's not completely useless, as uh, you know, a lot of escort yeah. missions are. She jumps in there and she helps you out, doesn't get in your way, uh, typically. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's, even for a kid, she's so sharp. And I yep. guess in a world like that, you kind of have to be. You mature pretty quick, I would imagine. But uh, have you have you guys played uh, The Last of Us? No. Oh, man. Do it. Do it. Probably why we chance. don't have very much crossover is we actually haven't played most of the games that you guys have been talking about. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, sense. it's kind of a shame. I'm planning on playing Bioshock, but I'm going to do it in order. Yeah. One one is important to play first, but you don't, two is honestly yeah, an option. You don't have to skip two, but if, you, if you'd like to, you can move on to Infinite. But I, I did enjoy two. If you like, uh, speaking of uh, female characters, uh, two has one of the best villains, that, and she's, you know, it's a lady, and she is maniacal. Very cool. Yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ellie is is just that. Mark said it said it just like that. She is she is the sidekick you want, and she's the sidekick you like to see that plays opposite of Joel because of all the crap that she gives him, and like, you know, it, just the interactions between the two is is phenomenal. Yep, she really does have her own unique flair that she brings to it, and uh, yeah, she's great. So that's mine and Mark's number three, Ellie from The Last of Us. Brian, number three. 
My number three is Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. And let me explain what I meant when I refuted Mark. Um, yes, she has a Disney princess feel and look um, for a reason. So you're, you're playing as a guy. You're, you know, let's say you're okay. You're, you're, you're play as um, Booker and you're running in here and you're, you're like, oh, God, I have to go save a princess from a tower. Right. And you're like, okay, it's going to be a standard protect the girl. She, you know, I got to get her out of this. But Mark, if you remember the game, please use your brain. And every time you were in a troubled situation, who saved you? Every time. Not Booker didn't save her. She saved him every single time by either uh, warping him someplace or opening a tear. It was not, she wasn't, you weren't escorting her. She was escorting you. It just played opposite. So the brilliance of her character is, is that she has all this um, pomp and grace because she keeps looking at terror. Like we see her looking at uh, Paris when we first meet her. So she's kind of studying culture, but you find out that it, and who becomes the main villain of that, of that game. Um, she does. When you go through the, the terror um, and you realize that um, giving the certain, uh, giving the certain circumstance, this is what's going to happen to Elizabeth. She's not a one-dimensional character where you think, oh, I'm just going to have to escort this Disney princess out of there. At the end of the game, you realize she's the one doing the escorting. You're just there to help help her. That's true. Um, and that's why I think it's brilliant. It, it kind of turns that notion of the man has to save the woman on its head by starting out that way, but then going, oh, wait, every time I'm in trouble, she's the one saving me. So, And there's twists galore. Holy, I'm not going to spoil any of them because you guys haven't played twists them. Twists galore. Woo! Oh, yeah. Very cool. Rachel, number three. All right. My number three is Liliana from the Dragon Age series. She appears in both games, but she was a party member in the first game. Liliana is somebody I would love to be friends with. She talks about shoes. Hey, I'm a girl. I'm allowed. Yeah. I'm allowed to say that. You should see her pile of shoes. <laughs> oh, <Yes. boy. laughs> um, she is totally badass. Like she, she, you first meet her at the Chantry. Which is the, which you know, the is religion? The, yeah, religion in the, the game, church. and she's supposed to be like this chantry follower, basically. Or she was working there in a town right before it gets raised, and she's actually this assassin bard, which is awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she can shoot a mean bow. I always had her in my party. Same, actually. I, she was one of my favorite characters in that game. Yep, me too. And I think she'll be showing up at Inquisition, from what I've seen. So Ooh. I'll be happy to see what happens with her. I know they confirmed. Yeah, I think she will be. Yeah, I think they confirmed Morgan, but I don't know if they did uh, Liliana yet. But that'd be awesome. Oh, they did. They did. Because I was trying to find find sources of cool bards, and I saw news about. We have a couldn't find any cool bards, huh? <laughs> we have a dispute uh, on behind the scenes on the show that. But she's always really I into really what she's talking about. She always has a story to tell about, you know, the lore in Dragon Age. And again, she'll even talk about shoes. Mm-hmm. She's a, she's a lady without being flauntingly a lady. She's a cool bard. Bards are cool. Yep. yep. Eh. Eh. Bards Bard. are cool. Nah. Bards are cool. Nah. You know, yeah. I mean, we'll let you have one. Well, you can have one. <laughs> All right, Katie, number three. Okay, Mila Maxwell from Tales of Zillia. And she's raised to believe she's God. Wow. And she becomes God. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. Um, I've played it. I mean, I thought she was really well balanced. She got a lot of character development. And she was, 
I really like the characters that are very competent, that are very like, I have a mission, this is what I need to fulfill that mission, and I have a goal, I'm gonna go for it. She was very full of conviction in the entire game. Yeah. And I like how even, she doesn't give up. You know, she's paralyzed from the waist down, can't walk, so she's willing to accept help, but at the same time, if people are fighting about who's gonna help her, she's like, screw it, I'm gonna army crawl away from (laughs) here. Yep. Not putting up with your one-upmanship bullshit. Sorry. And seeing seeing her like learn about the world and like how to react towards people and and talk to, you know how to how to engage in conversations with stuff like that. Some of it's comical and some of it is is really endearing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets like, and you know, depending on who you play as, she's either the main. She is one of the main characters of the game, so she gets a lot of focus, a lot of development. Yeah, you can play in her point of view if you wish to. Although um, Jude, who is the other main character, I feel like he got his story was more fleshed out. Yeah, although we haven't really played Agreed. in Mila, so definitely very cool. All right, number two. My number two is Estelis from Tales of Vesperia. What's funny is when I first started playing this game and I find and I got her, I absolutely hated her character. Couldn't stand her. I thought she was annoying and dumb and I was just like I don't want to use you the only reason I am is because you're a healer dang it I don't want you around one of the things that I like to see in a game is character progression as far as seeing somebody start out a certain way personality wise and watching them grow and change into something better that's exactly what she does she starts off as a you find out you know pretty early on in the game she's a princess who is literally in line for the throne you she starts off like anytime the party is trying to decide where to go she kind of puts her foot down and steps in there and says we should do this this is what we're going to go do like you know has that princess attitude and stuff and she doesn't even realize she's doing it like does not it doesn't even compute for her. some of the characters eventually start addressing it and being like hey this isn't about you this is about it she's like i'm sorry am i doing that and they're like yeah and they're like oh we'll cut you some slack because you know this is how you were raised and stuff like that and eventually, like, I haven't beaten the game yet, but she's she's getting to that point where she is trying to, you know, overcome that and trying to be a part of the team. And she wants to go out and see the world because she's literally just like, I didn't even know that there were people suffering like this. I didn't know this is the kind of things that were happening outside of the castle walls. I want to experience more of that. And the, the amount of growth and the amount of change that you see in her is un- incredible. I absolutely love it. And she is obviously one of my favorite characters now. So, uh, yeah, that's my... Uh, my number two, Estelis from Tales of Vesperia. You're here. I liked Rita better. Ooh, Rita was Rita was. Rita. She's a great character the too. Cranky mage girl. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. She's hysterical. Always beating up on everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she cracks me up. I kind of like the violent ones. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, Mark, number two, man. Good All pick. All right, my number two, which was stolen by you, is Chris from Suikoden Three. We've already heard quite a bit about what's great about this character. She's totally driven. She's competent. She's like a rock that people can rely on uh, within the Zexan knighthood. I don't know how to just the Zexan knights. Right, she's a Zexan knight. She's actually the captain of the knights, and she doesn't understand why people adore her and praise her. She feels like she's just doing her duty as yep. a knight. She she's doesn't like, need. Doing what she I'm doesn't told. need to be in the spotlight and be, I don't know, worshipped. And she goes. She has a strong moral core too. So she has to go do something really bad pretty early on in the game. All the people on her side see it as like this victory. Like she's a champion who's done something amazing, but she knows that this 
There's it's morally flawed, and it's awesome that that there's that depth of, uh, of analyzing the moral differences between two enemies, and maybe they're not good and bad, and good and evil. They're just different. Definitely, and uh, like uh, we've talked about this game before, and it has the the Trinity Sight system, kind of like uh, Tales of Zillia, uh, where you've got you know you can play the game from two separate angles. This one has three characters you can start out with, each of them watching the same events from a different point of view. Honestly, I don't think a game has done it better than Suikoden 3 has. I think they are just top-notch in the way that they present it. And that scene that you're talking about where she has to do something that conflicts with her morals and stuff like that, you get to see that from her side and from the other side. Yep. And it's it's really like, you get. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it, but it's incredible. Just that, that level, like you said, that level of depth. And honestly, I, I liked her story arc probably the best of the three. I would agree with that, definitely. So, and the, other, the others were good too, but I mean, because, you know, Hugo had Sergeant Joe. Man, Sergeant uh, Joe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's she is a spectacular game. Anybody who has not played Suikoden 3, I'm looking at you, everybody who has not played Suikoden 3, I'm uh, should go play I'm it. playing those in order. Yeah, exactly. I've beaten one, so I'm on two now. There you go. Oh, man. Good stuff. But, uh, yeah. Fantastic game, fast, fantastic character. Mark could not be more right. So, woo, very good. <laughs> good. All right, uh, Brian, who's your number two, sir? Uh, my number two is Alex Vance. And um, as you guys have heard me harp on, I like games. It sounds really weird, but I, I it's a, games are an escapism to me. But I'm also very logical minded, so I like practicality in my games. Um, that's why I don't respond to like I have magic because of crystal. It's like you know, yeah, that's you know, fantasy and stuff, but give me some explanation as to how it works. I'm always wanting to know Oh, that. no, no, don't try to explain it. You know what I mean? But, horrible. That, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what I respond to. Like, I, I always prefer sci-fi just because there's usually more, like, physics-based or logical-based explanations for why something is not just, you know, go collect the crystals because magic. It, it, I yep. still like those games, but... So that, that, I digress, back to Alex Vance. Um, yes, she's a female and actually attractive. I liked Alex, you know, but she's also wearing clothing. She's not wearing that V-neck that's cut really deep on purpose to show her cleavage for no apparent reason. She's wearing clothes that you would wear. But you wish she was. No, it's what I'm saying is she's wearing clothes that you would wear if you were in that situation. You were not, you're not. That flaunt. you would wear? Well, they, anybody, like, she's wearing, like, the, the, the cargo jeans with, like, a, a, a vest. Really? Like, Maybe shower? But 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 oh. I, it's it's immersion. It's like okay, she's not she didn't cut her V neck down to show cleavage for no apparent reason other than that. Hey guys, it's a girl in the game. Um, same thing I, I harped on with like Laura Croft. She's wearing practical clothing, and she's not. Fla- she's yes, she is a female, but they're not writing it to be like over- exaggerated. I like yeah, uh, and it'll get to my number one, which is very similar. What's like they're writing her character as a character, not. Hey, she's a woman. Let's make her all kinds of like exaggerated woman traits, and it, it takes me out of my immersion of the game. Um, very deep character. Loved her dad. Uh, yeah, she save... was the son of uh, Eli Vance. Eli Vance, right? And she was the son of Eli Vance. Yes, That's right, the son of Eli Vance. <laughs> but she was she loved her dad um, and just helped Gordon out throughout the uh, throughout the game. Kind she's of. She's more... also kind of a genius. Absolutely. I mean, she made dog. I, I, she made a giant robot dog companion. Um, and this was back in like 2004, Four? I believe. Um, so this was ahead of the curve as far as like uh, developing like escort characters and or ancillary characters that are that are female. So Alex Vance is my number two, and and you know uh, until recently was my number one. Yep. All right, there you go, Rachel. 
My number two is Prey from Lapisel Tactics. That would sound familiar because that was one of Katie's. Uh-huh. Prey is very no nonsense. She's obviously the main character. She's got bright red hair and a fiery attitude. So I like her. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite scenes is when there's an airship crash that she's in, and her love interest is found um, peeing in the engine fire. She She'll literally kicks him off the screen, and he flies off. <laughs> Ram, Ram punch style? Or is this better graphics? She used a kick. She's your, oh, she's gotcha. This would probably be better graphics. Gotcha. <laughs> yep, better graphics than a ramp punch. Okay. Ramp punch. So, yeah, she is, like, one of my super favorite characters because um, she's a very strong female character, and she doesn't need... She actually, she actually saves her man in this one. Yeah, it's nice. being the other way around. Yeah, and that's a little reversal of fortunes. I like it. There you go. All right, very cool. Uh, Katie, number two. Okay, my number two is Nell Zelfer from Star Ocean 3. She's... Not really one of the main characters. She's an optional party member, but you know she's a soldier. She's out to protect her country. When she finds out there's something larger going on, she jumps in to help with that. Um, and again, she's just very competent. She knows what she's doing. She's not going to put up with crap from Albel Knox, who I think seems to like her. Actually, if you read yes. some of the yeah, there's definitely that that tension. I don't think it's going to happen, Albel. No. I don't think so either. He's a little too psycho. Little? Yeah, well, and I think she's got a little too much of a grudge over, like, hi, you've killed millions of my country people. Yeah. Nell was one of my favorites as well. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. She Actually, she might be my favorite character from that game. Yeah. I, I really can't think of anybody that I Al Bell was yeah. one of my favorites as well. She's my Al favorite. Bell was my favorite because yeah. he could kill everything. Palm of destruction. Yes. <laughs> She'll just take everything out. Yep. Yeah, she's my favorite AI construct as well. i honestly like regardless of the twist and what you think of you know that that whole aspect of the game honestly i thought for the most part the characters in in star ocean 3 were pretty solid yeah i really liked the interaction that they had with each other and and that kind of stuff and honestly the the dialogue was a little slow Mm -hmm. uh the way it presented itself but the dialogue dialogue was good i thought so but uh nell definitely easily one of one of my favorites in that game all right, back to the top. Okay, number ones. Here we go. My number one is Laura Croft from the Tomb Raider series. Uh, I would not have put this on there if it weren't for the new one that came out. And, I mean, Brian pretty much said it all before. This comes goes along with a lot like the, like I talked about with uh, Estelise from uh, Tales of Vesperia. I love seeing that transition from point A to point B. And the fact that I saw, you know, I played all the older Tomb Raider games and I saw Laura back then. There really wasn't much, you know, depth or character development to it. It was just this, you know, woman who was a, a good fighter and could shoot and loved going on adventures and, and, you know, fighting dinosaurs and whatnot. But then this new one came out and it showed that transition from where she literally had no idea what was happening to her, what was going on and had nothing. And then eventually learned how to hunt, how to kill, how to defend herself and stay alive putting that and then adding it to the old ones really just makes the character as a whole grow so much just from one game. And because of that, you know, and I mean, other than the fact that she's also iconic, you know, people know who Laura Croft is. Even if you have never played a Tomb Raider game, you see a Tomb Raider poster. It doesn't have to say her name. You know, that's Laura. 
Um, and I, I just I think she is just a, a fantastic character. And uh, excuse me, JJ Poindexter here. It's actually pronounced Lara, L A R A. Thank you. No more Poindexter, please. I was <laughs> I was born and raised in Jersey, so I used to talk like this. So sometimes uh, I say Laura instead of Lara. Right? Lara. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think I think she's a fantastic character, and because same same reasons you said about this new yeah. one, you know, and fantastic. She, she didn't like her buttons were working on her shirt. Like they she didn't unbutton three buttons. You know what I mean? Like it, it yep. was. It was all practical. I can't shoot this bow. I better yeah. take my better, shirt uh-oh, off. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, if I get down to my bra, I might hunt better. It's not like that. It's exactly. like literally how you would survive. Just so happened that she was a female. Not not that it wasn't. It was despite that she was a female, not because she was a female, right? Correct. She's phenomenal. And that game just makes it that oh, much yeah. better. Great game. So, all right. That's my number one, Laura Croft. Mark, number one, sir. All right. My number one is Lydia from Skyrim. <laughs> That's when? not funny. What? That's, wow. that's not Lydia's the best game. That's not funny. That is funny. <laughs> You're only doing that because you can't say Esburn. Esburn's my favorite female character. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your number one? My number one is Clementine from the Walking Dead video game series from Telltale Games. I'm curious that's to hear why. That's, have, have you played it? I have beaten it. The first one? Yes. Have you played the second one no. at all? No. Holy Because I thought she was kind of annoying in the first one. Yeah, She's not annoying. Time. Oh, yeah. whoa. I thought she was a little over the top, like, a little girl. A little girly. Yeah. yeah. Nope. I would okay. disagree. Okay, so, yeah, that was designed to, like, activate your paternal instinct to protect her. Right. So it was kind of manipulative. In the second season, she totally comes into her own, and she is a badass. See, I, I couldn't. In the first season, I literally, every time I saw her and heard her talk, I would think to myself, the world's changed. You need to grow up, kid. Seriously. Much. But that was the point of the first season. Is she kind of represents what was lost by, lost from the world by what has happened. And you want to protect that because you feel like if you can't protect that, there's no point in trying to survive. Okay. However, in the second season, it takes a complete twist and she's become... A badass. Yeah. And I can't, I don't want to spoil anything, so I can't really say why. You guys why. are killing me right now. Like, all four of you. Seriously. Why? Because you keep saying I mean, bad B.A. Butt. Bad butt. Bad oh, he just, you're <laughs> going to edit butt. the, that sounds gonna, dirty. hey, you had, you had uh, uh, Katie and Rachel on this. They broke this our coming. seal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy they're on the show what so I can get done? away with it more. Honestly, I, we, uh, I'm not going to edit out badass because we've had that on the show yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so yeah. Uh, God, it's just more work when you have to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Brian, like you know. I do know. Really? How many episodes have you edited? It's not much more work. <laughs> it's, you put a beep sound you in. You got that? Put a little beep sound. You don't me, just uh, push beep. Yeah, and you, it go, no, it do, forget it. You push forget the button. It. There are one or two things that have happened to her that she's dealt with in the second season that probably make her braver and stronger than almost any other character in a video game. I'm just going to say that. It is wow. insane. You just got to wait. You got to play the second season. I can't wait. I'm excited. All right, Brian. Number one, sir. Number one, Ellie from The Last of Us. Um, I mean, picture a teenage girl in an, a post-apocalyptic world, and Naughty Dog did it, like, brilliantly. Not loudmouth, but attitude funny. Joel was kind of like that. It kind of reminds me of that serious dad, that Texas dad growing up, and then the, the rebellious <laughs> teenage girl kind yeah. of trope. Oh, yeah. Just just the way they did it was so brilliant. Um, she was obviously a strong character because 
to be survivor in that world, you had to be um, very smart. Um, and that 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 point in which you get to, I'm not going to spoil too much, but when you get to take control, and she has to live or die, basically, um, yep. and you become basically an ultimate survivor at that point, breaks it down to the point where man, you just have such an attachment to her. And then I think that was the goal because at the end she she makes a choice personally, and you know I guess well, she she yeah. She makes a choice, and uh, it shows kind of the difference between selfishness and selflessness. Um, Joel decides that he would rather hold on to something than let it go. It just just the whole story, her whole story, and the way they they built her up as a believable teenage girl, but at the same time, not they didn't, there was no stereotypes for for Ellie. It was a very realistic portrayal of a teenage girl without any of the, like the she didn't talk about shoes or. They didn't bring up. They didn't bring <laughs> Not up. Not that like, there's anything wrong with that. No, but but you know what I mean. Like in that world, yeah. To bring up like boy bands or shoes, it was like here we're going to take a teenage girl and supplant her in a very terrible world, and let's see how this would happen. And you were like, mm-hmm. wow, that's very believable. By far, my number one. I um, think that's female a, character. It's a great pick. I mean, she is very similar from a gameplay perspective to characters like Elizabeth right. and Alex Vance. But they blew it out of the but done way blew it out better. of the water so much better. Yeah, subtly. it is a fully developed character. Absolutely, I, and I mean I I hate to say that because I felt like parts of Last of Us were cliched and a little bit weak, sure. but this character was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And that's my number one, Ellie from and the again, Last of Us. If you have not played The Last of Us, you should do it. It's definitely uh, one of those generational games. Yep. All right, Rachel, number one. Mine is Nell Zelfer from Star Ocean Three. Sounds familiar, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I liked her for the same reason that Katie did. Um, she's an extremely, extremely strong female character. She helps protect her country, Aquaria, from another warring nation, Aeriglyph, which is where Aldel Knox is from. Mm-hmm. You know, She wields dual swords, and I kept her in my party a lot. She was actually very useful, too. And actually, she's so devoted to her work that in the ending, um, her queen tells her to take a vacation. <laughs> Dedicated. <laughs> I, I think other than Albel, she would if, if Albel wasn't in the game, I think she would have been my favorite character in the whole, whole game, for sure. Definitely the best best written. What, not Cliff? No, God. No. <laughs> Cliff Fetter. Cliff, Cliff Fetter, man, hey. <laughs> hey, bro, what's your KDR? Mine's... <laughs> Four to one. Yeah, Cliff, Cliff's, definitely an, Cliff's definitely an yeah. Xbox God, owner. Roger. Roger. <laughs> God, no. Oh, no, man. No, no. No, false Roger. <laughs> uh, All right, cool. Katie, what's your number one? I'm excited. Okay, my number one is Plymouth, and this is from Dragon Age. That's an insanely good pretty, pick. I like this that. This is pretty much solely based on Cool Factor. She, She's a witch. She lives in a swamp. She can turn into a dragon. Yes. It doesn't really get better than that. She's voiced by Kate Mulgrew, who played um, Captain Janeway on Star Trek Voyager. Yep. So this is just solely based on, yeah, I want to be able to turn into a dragon. That would be awesome. And even if you try she to kill great. her in the first Dragon Age, she's, she survives. She comes back. Oh, yeah. She was a tough... When you Man, that dragon was tough to beat. I got stomped. Oh, I, tried to I beat her, her, but oof. I was like, I she... tried really early on. I think oh, yeah. Not, <laughs> I did not the pretty. first time, but it was not easy. Yeah, Kate Mulgrew also uh, read on Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Yeah. In, indeed. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Poindexter, <laughs> back in action. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. 
All right, well, there you have it. There's uh, all five of our top fives. Very Woo, cool. Good one. Well, uh, I would like to first off go ahead and I'm going to plug our stuff. Uh, please, if you have any comments you uh, heard within the last two episodes, please uh, you know send them our way. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at frozennorthpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website at fngaming.net, facebook.com slash thefrozennorth, twitter at fnpodcast, frozennorthpodcast.blogspot.com, and as always, please subscribe to and rate us on iTunes. Ladies, how can they, uh, if they want to check out your show, how can they, uh, how can they do that? Okay, I'm going to try this from memory. Uh, so we're on iTunes, Terran Lightning's RPG Roundup. That's probably the easiest way to mm-hmm. find us. Also on Podomatic, T-A-L-R-P-G.podomatic.com. Uh, also at T-A-L-R-P-G.blogspot.com. We usually do a review and also mm-hmm. just updates there. And then our email is tara.lightning.rpg at gmail.com. Very Send cool. flames our way for Xeno Gears. <laughs> no! They also feed on hate mail. I love hate mail. Oh, boy. Have you ever actually gotten any hate no, mail, No, I, I haven't. And it, I, my soul is dying because as, really as we all know, my soul feeds on hate mail. We actually will make up some hate mail. Thank there. you. There is actually there's an iTunes comment that says I like JJ. I like Mark. Brian is OK. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I know who that was from. So it oh, invalidates. Man. Yeah, I need hate mail. Please. Well, yes. Somebody. Then I can rebut McIntyre. I don't think you, I don't think you will. Though. I will rebut. I will rebut them McIntyrely. Oh, boy. <sighs> um, also, uh, I, I didn't mention this, but uh, for our. We, we have all of our episodes on our website. Our, the iTunes is still not showing all of them. Um, but if you ever want to check out our old episodes, uh, go to our website, fngaming.net. And news notes are there and yep. all that stuff. So without further ado, I think that is it. And that wraps up this two-parter. I had a good time, guys. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for guest, yeah. guest appearing. That was good. That was good. That was, that was good. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yep, thank Absolutely. You for us. Thank you very much. All right. With that, this is the Frozen North signing off. My name is JJ. My name is Brian. And my name is Mark. Ladies. <laughs> this is Rachel. This is Katie. Thanks again for having us. All right. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, and guys. Thank you all for listening. And as always, keep on gaming. Our theme song was made available through the Creative Commons Attribution License by Ziphoid. The song title is Radical Fanfare. <laughs>